Welcome, I'm Doug Morgan, and you're listening to Uncommon Sense, where we hunt for the truth in the topics you're not supposed to talk about, Christianity and politics. I have seen a couple of attitudes lately among some that I think can be a little dangerous. One of those attitudes has to do with the government. And there are many, especially the liberal types, that believe that there is little need for preparation or self-sufficiency. There is no reason you should ever have a, a weapon to protect yourself, for instance. That is what the police are for, is their attitude. Let the government do all of these things, and, and you don't have to worry, because they'll protect you. <laughs> The other disturbing attitude is about those that are transgender, especially when it comes to pronouns. There are those that will tell you that we should not make a big deal about personal pronouns. That if some girl wants to be called a boy, you know, he, him, or some boy wants to have she, her as her pronouns, well, what's wrong with playing along with what they want to be called? Well, first of all, just because someone is confused about what gender they are doesn't mean that I have to be. When we get started playing the gender dysphoria game, it's not just about being called what they want. It spills out into other areas of society. Parental rights are in the crosshairs right now, and these leftists will do just about anything for their beloved ideology. It doesn't matter who they hurt, or what they destroy in the process. Because it is what matters in the end that it is what they're after. And since they can't get everyone to play along with their little game, they will get the government to force you to play. Many times this government that you know they, they tell you is, is, is there to protect you, is the one that ends up hurting you the most. Now, here is a heartbreaking example of what I'm talking about. Luke Rosiak of The Daily Wire has done an investigative piece that should raise all kinds of red flags. And he starts out by saying a 14-year-old transgender runaway from Virginia endured a six-month nightmare that saw her twice fall into the hands of sex traffickers. The second time, after Baltimore bureaucrats refused to return her to her home state because they accused her adoptive parents of misgendering her. And this according to records reviewed by the Daily Wire. Now, the, the, the child, identified in legal documents as Sage, was adopted by her biological grandmother, Michelle Blair, after the death of her father. Now, long-troubled Sage began identifying as a male named Draco and ran away from their rural home in late August of 2021, only to end up on the mean streets of Baltimore where authorities rescued her from a convicted sex offender, according to records. But instead of returning the child back to her grandmother, Maryland officials put her in an inner-city group home. The reason? They thought her adoptive blood relative parents 
didn't seem to sufficiently recognize her transgender identity. Quote, It is not possible to return the child to that home. Unquote. Judge Robert B. Kershaw wrote on September 3rd of 2021. After an impassioned plea from Baltimore Assistant Public Defender Kenesha Khan. Now, instead, the judge turned Sage over to the Baltimore City Department of Juvenile Services, quote, for the placement in a hardware secure therapeutic facility which makes reasonable accommodations for respondents' expressed male gender and desire to live as a trans male, unquote. Now, less than a week after being placed into a foster home, Sage bolted, only to resurface in Texas, where she, once again, had been trafficked to pedophiles, according to court records. Un- unlike their their counterparts in Maryland, Lone Star officials returned her to her parents, according to an ethics complaint Blair filed against Khan. Now, Khan allegedly told the girl to lie about being abused by her parents, seemingly in order to create a legal precedent allowing states, other than where the teen lives, to refuse to return a runaway teen if transgender issues are in play. Now, being the subject of a an interstate tug-of-war driven by an ideological leftist bureaucrat uh, was a a new kind of exploitation for Sage, who had become accustomed to evil men seeking to use her for profit and gratification. Her grandmother recounted for police how the cruel spiral began for the, the child that she still hopes to raise. Quote, I went to wake up my daughter, this is what Blair said, describing the morning of August 25th of 2021 in an uh, Maddox County Sheriff's Office report is what she uh, wrote this. And she says she was gone and, uh, and the window screen had been cut open. I immediately looked everywhere and then drove to Appomattox uh, Sheriff to report Sage missing, unquote. Now, Sage would later reveal that she actually snuck out to uh, meet someone she thought was a 16-year-old boy who liked skateboarding. But the person was a sex offender who had been grooming her online and took her to Washington and then on to Baltimore. A frantic search that included the sheriff's office, the FBI, uh, Virginia State Police, and the U.S. Marshals ended a week later when Sage was found in Baltimore with Kenneth Fisher, a 36-year-old convicted sex offender. Now, in the week that she had been missing, Sage experienced untold horror at his hands. Quote, when Sage was delivered to this man, he told her, he told my daughter that she was now part of his family. Blair would later write in a victim's impact statement that Sage replied, that she was only 14 years old, and to please don't rape me, to which Kenneth Fisher immediately took her into a bedroom and violently raped her. He he enjoyed strangling her, but not quite to death. The sick man trafficked her to 
so many men that Sage actually lost count. This is all in the report. Now, Fisher, who had prior uh, arrests for sex uh, offenses, including rape, is now housed at an Eastern Correctional Institute, um, but but he could not uh, be the the last adult to exploit Sage, unfortunately. After Sage was found, Blair drove all night to pick her up, but the city of Baltimore said she was being held in jail as a defendant, apparently for running away. Her court-appointed lawyer was Khan, whose LinkedIn page states that, quote, defense attorneys became the heroes of justice as they were called to stand in the gap between the coercive power of the state and the relatively limited power of the indigent accused, who were and still are disproportionately black and Latinx, unquote. Now, if Khan, who perpetuated uh, and 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 uh, per- persuaded Judge Kershaw not to return Sage to her home in Virginia, ironically, Blair is a longtime court-appointed child's advocate, uh, ordinarily making her the ideal trusted parent. But the Maryland Judicial Court re- maintained that her home was abusive even after a local Virginia agency's investigation found no mistreatment. Blair believes believes that Khan was intent on making her daughter a poster child in the fight for transgender rights above parental rights, no matter the cost. A week after ruling that Sage could not be sent back to Virginia, Kershaw received a form asserting Blair's right to custody of her child and of Maryland's obligation to turn her over under the uh, Interstate Compact on Juveniles. That's the ICJ. Uh, And it's it's an agreement dealing with runaway minors that uh, is signed by all 50 states. But Kershaw rejected it on a technicality related to a small-town Virginia agency's efforts to uh, understand the, the, the rules. The, the form was signed by an Appomattox uh, Sheriff's Office uh, deputy instead of by Blair. And so there was a paperwork snafu. Now, <clears throat> Kershaw, careful to use Sage's preferred masculine pronoun and new name, also uh, faulted the petition for failing to, quote, state the circumstances of Draco's running away or his location at the time the application was made, unquote. Now, Kershaw ordered Sage fitted with a GPS monitor and sent to an institution called the Children's Home. On September 21st, the court received a properly uh, fitted, um, or I'm sorry, filled out ICJ form. But three days later, Maryland's Department of Juvenile Services notified Virginia of allegations that Sage's parents were abusive. A frustrated and incredulous Blair was was beginning to believe that an entire state bureaucracy was working against her and that she and her 72-year-old husband needed a lawyer of their own. By 
an October 13th hearing, they had found one. But the judge again blocked their efforts on a technicality again. Their lawyer was from Virginia, and they needed one from Maryland. By October 28th, even the Maryland Department of Justice Services lawyer was cautioning that the ICJ seemed clear that SAGE must be returned to Virginia. Quote, Counsel for DJS advised ICJ's position that the petitioner is entitled to custody of Draco and that the court should grant the requisition and order Draco's return to Virginia. This is court this is what the court document said. But Khan pledged to contest Marilyn giving her back to Virginia unless the child was placed somewhere other than her parents' home. Virginia officials identified an an institution that had space called the Youth for Tomorrow. But Khan objected to that because its policy is this. The policy would require staff to use Draco's birth name, Sage, and she, her pronouns, unquote. Now, Blair said she was blindsided by the accusations of transphobia. She did not know Sage identified as transgender until hours before she ran away because school officials had concealed it from her, she said. Once they learned Sage preferred to be addressed as a male, Blair and her husband actually obliged, according to the emails reviewed by the Daily Wire, and instances in in which Blair and her husband misgendered Sage in court are really explained as verbal slip-ups due to, you know, force of habit. But November 8th of 2021, however, the Appomattox uh, County Department of Social Services had notified Baltimore that it had completed its investigation of Blair's home and found no abuse or neglect. Judge Kershaw was forced to acknowledge that Marilyn must give Sage back to her uh, originating state, regardless of what the state deemed her best interest. But even after admitting that under the law, Blair was entitled to custody of, of her daughter, Judge Kershaw was not done. Quote, the court will nonetheless in an in, in edict uh, address aspects of Draco's request for a best interest analysis, he wrote on November 10th of 2021. This court finds that Draco was more likely than not endured emotional abuse and neglect by her parents, unquote. As evidence, he cited the parents' persistent challenge with the using courts directed and legally required masculine pronouns when referring to Draco. He also cited Blair's attempt to get Sage a new counselor after the counselor testified against her. The parents' proposal to enroll Sage in the Sunshine Program at a facility called North Spring Behavioral Healthcare was also problematic for the judge. After all, he wrote, the program is a gender-specific, structured, and 
um, nurturing program that treats girls ages 9 to 17 and was therefore not appropriate for a child who identified as a male. Now, Blair, for her part, said there were no programs specifically for transgender kids suffering trauma, and treating her as a boy would mean she would be placed with troubled biological boys and she could be raped again. And when Kershaw ruled that Sage had to go home, the the Office of Public Defender used the judge's uh, indicta uh, comments to mount an appeal to the Court of Special Appeals, an effective way to turn Sage's case into a, a, uh, a binding case law in Maryland that would govern, govern how other cases are treated. And Sage said Khan even mentioned the Supreme Court to her. The appeals court ordered Sage held in Maryland while the appeal was pending with Chief Ju- uh, Judge Matthew J. Uh, Fader, writing, given the serious and uh, irreparable nature of the harm at issue, to a vulnerable transgender child, the court is granting the motion in advance of response by the parties, unquote. Now, guardianship of SAGE was assigned to the Baltimore City Department of Social Services, and if, if, if uh, SAGE tried to leave, she would be arrested. The questions raised on a appeal seemed to underscore that some were simply looking for a way anyway really to hold sage in maryland the maryland department of justice services was asked to uh, advise is quote is there any other proceeding in maryland that would permit the court the, the circuit court to order sage into the care and custody of the department of juvenile services the Maryland agency responded to uh, to them in the strongest possible terms, saying, quote, there is no other proceeding in, in Maryland that would permit a Maryland court to place SAGE in the care and custody of the, par- of the department. SAGE is under the legal authority of his adoptive parents who reside in Concord, Virginia, and have no ties to Maryland, unquote. Now, SAGE has committed no juvenile offense, they said, in Maryland, is not a Maryland resident, and has no connections to Maryland. If he is located in another state, there is no legal authority to return him to Maryland, much less for Maryland to assert legal custody over him, unquote. Now, the Maryland agencies seem baffled by the fact that the court was trying to, to keep Sage from going home. They said there is no evidence that Sage ever committed a juvenile offense in Maryland or or Virginia or that he has ever been under juvenile court supervision for any purpose unrelated to the subject requisition for runaway juveniles, it wrote. Quote, it, as a party to the ICJ, Maryland is responsible for the safe return of juveniles who have run away from home and in doing so left their home state. Application of the ICJ is not discretionary. It is mandatory in all cases that fall within its subject matter. The ICJ rules 
are built upon the premise that authorities in the home state are in the best position to evaluate and promote the best interests of the minor, it continues. Now, if Marilyn was holding Sage for her own good, she didn't seem to feel that way. I mean, within five days, Sage had cut off her GPS monitoring bracelet and fled the Maryland facility. On November 15th of 2021, the juvenile court issued a runaway warrant and revealed efforts have been made to follow leads regarding his whereabouts in several states, unquote. Incredibly, the judge seemed to be contemplating essentially extraditing Jay Sage back to Maryland for uh, for running away, a state which was only in the beginning, she was only there because she had turned up there with a sex offender. The Maryland Judicial uh, Agency, again, underscored uh, to the judge that there was no legal basis for such a move. This is what they said. Quote, Sage has um, absconded with uh, shelter care and is presumably no longer in Maryland, it wrote. Sage has committed no juvenile offense in Maryland. It is not a Maryland resident and has not connect and has no connections to Maryland. If he is located in another state, there is no legal authority to return him to Maryland, much less for Maryland to assert legal custody over him. Unquote. I mean, you don't get much, <laughs> much clearer than that, right? On January 24th of 2022, the state police of Texas Human Trafficking Division located Sage in Texas after she allegedly was again beaten, raped, and trafficked. Unlike Maryland, Texas authorities immediately returned the frightened girl to her parents. And on the long trip back from Texas, Sage filled Blair in on all that had happened. Days later, Blair filed a complaint against Khan. Quote, she shared with me on Monday, January 31st of 2022, that she was told to lie about uh, lie by attorney Anisha Khan so that she could win the case. Blair wrote in her complaint that Sage stated, Attorney Khan told me to tell the judge my parents hit me, starved me, and then made me make my own dinner since I was eight years old. This lie has caused great anguish to Sage. She was relieved to admit that she had lied to the judge and the court, and Sage was 14 years old when she suffered the evil of minor commercial sex trafficking. Instead of, you know, uh, competent juvenile attorneys who should understand the developing adolescent brain and that brain that, that has been traumatized and, 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 and is vulnerable, Sage was manipulated and coerced once again by those in charge of her. And this is, this is exactly how Blair put it. 
quote, Maryland did not comply with the interstate compact and the juvenile court did not address the sexual trafficking crime that had taken place. Sage was now healing from physical abuse to her face and body by her second Texas trafficker. She wrote in this, this in her complaint against Khan. Attorney Grievance Commission of Maryland uh, uh, currently closed the file. Yes, they closed it, writing, quote, We have determined, based on an um, uh, eventual uh, uh, evaluation of the information provided, that there is an insufficient basis to demonstrate misconduct or that the overall circumstances do not warrant the investigation, unquote. Still, Sage's sad saga was not over. Blair said her granddaughter was suffering from trauma that caused her to act out to begin with and that she will now have lifelong trauma as a result of being repeatedly trafficked. She bitterly complained that Marilyn, in her opinion, chose to make her daughter and her daughter's ordeal a test case on gender identity and state power over parents instead of helping a troubled child. Blair and her husband are committed to helping Sage heal, but she also wants to make sure other parents never go through the nightmare visited upon her family. She has found allies from across the political and social spectrum, and one is Laura Hanford, a fellow Virginia mom and former Democrat Capitol Hill staffer with expertise in navigating government, who helped Blair in her battle against the American, uh, the Maryland bureaucracy. Hanford worked tirelessly to compile court records, document evidence, um, and, and and strategize about how to advocate for Sage. She first told Sage's story to the Federalists, actually last Thursday. Hanford said, based on her discussions with Blair, that after Sage was rescued from Texas, she entered the Virginia treatment facility and was required by the Maryland court agreement, and the facility urged her to have a mastectomy. Yes. But she said, when Blair visited her, her daughter there, Sage asked her mom to secretly buy her girls' clothes. She managed to raise a few dollars for legal expenses thanks to the Gavel Project. It's a nonprofit that is battling wokeness in the courts. And she secured uh, representation from Josh Heitzler, who is an attorney with the found, uh, Founding Freedoms Law Center. She was released from treatment to her mother's care on June. 2021 and no longer believes she's a boy, according to discharge paperwork that shows no diagnosis of gender dysphoria. After 20 months, 20, Sage was finally home. Ryan Heath, president of the Gavel Project, said, we're going to file lawsuits as soon as as practical against multiple parties. We're going to hold people personally liable. Blair said Sage has been too traumatized to return to school. Hanford, who said she has long been an international human rights advocate, told the Daily Wire she has learned that misguided government bureaucrats are a danger 
to citizens, and especially children. Quote, my focus has always been on the vulnerable minorities that are, you know, uh, precluded by authoritarian governments. And, 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 and that's really how I see her case, she said. Children are being abused by people who see themselves as compassionate, but implement policies that amount to a welcome mat for predators. Quote, they go into these professions because they want to help, but they're just kind of, of blinded by ideology. Parents are the ones who are in the best situation to help children with these struggles, she said. And I will say this. This is why we can't play the preferred pronoun game. It, it is being weaponized. Can you see how it is? It is being weaponized and it's hurting so many in the process. These are government bureaucrats and they do not care about 14-year-old girls. They just want to further their ideology, especially if it means sacrificing parental rights at the altar of their pet projects and governmental authority. And I, you may agree with this, or you may completely disagree with this. And I would definitely love to hear from you on this type of, uh, of topic, because I think it's very dangerous. And I think this story, as heartbreaking as it is, needed to be shared. Because it does come out with a, a fairly good ending. She's back with her, her, her parents. But it needed to be told because this is exactly what's happening with the war of trans versus parental rights. And you can always, of course, contact us at UncommonSensePodcast.com. Thank you very much for listening. This podcast is a production of Morganite Communications.